0: I know here we are and it's uh, typically on this day uh, we uh, like to say we are growing apostolic legacy. And we do have a great uh, growing apostolic, we do have a great apostolic church and a great legacy and a great history that is here. And today, of course, is Memorial Day. And Memorial Day is the day that we honor, of course, those that have fallen, those soldiers, individuals that have given their lives and we, you know, look at victory and it's a day of remembrance. It's a day that we're thankful for the freedoms typically in fact I guess this is the first time in 16 years that we haven't shown our veterans and had them post the colors and and give honor to those that have served in our armed forces and I know brother, Keys normally has an entire uh, service that we have uh, 15 to 30 minutes or whatever it is to honor our veterans and we do it again on Veterans Day. And I do appreciate and I want to say (laughs) over the years we've had men and women who've given their youth, given their energy, given their limbs. Given their lives for the fight for our freedoms and our nation. And I am proud of our country and what it stands for and the liberties that we have. Of course, We can see the handwriting on the wall in that more and more of those freedoms are becoming global and are becoming uh, subject to safety. We'll put it that way because uh, we all uh, that are over uh, 50 probably can remember when you could go to the airport and walk all the way to the gate and hug somebody's uh, neck and tell them goodbye And nobody searched you and nobody ran you through a magnetron and nobody uh, made you sort of uh, say, well, uh, you know, let me see your driver's license. In fact, uh, there was a time whenever uh, my wife and I were planning a trip with her parents and I wasn't even uh, something happened and I couldn't go and so I just told my mom, well you go. And uh, you know, we didn't even change the airplane ticket. It, last name was the same and here you go fly in my place. And she flew with my wife and, and her, their, their family. And I, I, I y'all may not remember those days, but I remember those days. Now we don't think anything about sort of <coughs> being there and And going through searches and now, you know, we don't think anything about seeing people in masks. I I would have, uh, uh, six months ago, if I'd have gone to Walmart and saw a bunch of people in masks, I'd have been falling down behind the counter thinking it was a robbery going on. And I would have been saying, oh, Lord, uh, what's going on? Somebody's shooting somebody or or that place is fixing to be robbed. And now uh, someone told me the other day that Apple is uh, changing now where they will get more, they will get better facial recognition of your eyes and from your nose up because, uh, you know, they got to find out how to check who it is and if you have a mask on. And I... I don't know. It's going to be all different. And I I hear and I've heard and some of you sent me and it's okay. I watch them and I... I look at them from, you know, who's doing this to that and world order and getting rid of cash and, and all of a sudden we're not going to take money anymore and it's all going to be and we see all of these things uh, happening and here we have opened our local church for the first time in a couple of months and we have felt like rejoicing and, and uh, you know, yet we are trying to have concern and caution and yet the anticipation of what is going to come we've been praying we've been having extra prayer and i i realize that you know some of this stuff that's been prophesied, and I put here on this slide, Jeremiah had prophesied that Israel was going to go to Babylon and was going to somehow in Babylon be uh, for 70 years. And yet we have heard prophecies. And I, the hyphen class asked me to start teaching on Revelation. And I did so and began uh, looking at Revelation and I I know it's a a heavy book and we've been trying to post them online where you can go through them with us. We didn't start it that way. I'm going back and trying to teach a few of those lessons and I realize that our world and our society uh, talks about, you know, Babylon and all of those things because they're also mentioned in Revelation. Jeremiah prophesied Israel was going to Babylon. Revelation 18 and 19 we haven't gotten there yet but talks about spiritual Babylon which is a place that is completely absorbed with buying and selling and making money and you know ultimately the destruction of that city versus the city of the New Jerusalem and this ultimate end of the age and I know Uh, We have said those things and I've heard them since I was Siobhan's age or younger and I've heard about, I've seen the charts and heard all of that and yet in just the last three months, in the last four months, we have seen things come together more than ever before. We've seen the shocking realization that how quickly basically society can shut down and how quickly all of a sudden uh, the store shelves can be empty and how quickly the ability to pay cash has been taken away and how quickly the world starts crying for one leader that can uh, figure out what's going on between China and Russia and uh, we've seen, uh, oh, we need this and we need that and uh, we, we need somebody that will tell the world how to solve this pandemic and how to solve all of these problems that we're facing and how quickly all of a sudden you go to the store and, and, and even today, and I know supply chains are better, but if you're like me, uh, you probably go to one store, and they don't have everything and you gotta go to the next store and they have some that that store didn't have and then you go to the next store and then you go home and you still could only have one thing of uh, hand sanitizer if it was there and one thing of wipes if they were there. And before we just bought stuff and never thought a thing about it. And all of a sudden it's slowly changing and people's pressure and the mind and their feeling and, and the anxiety. And I I I hear and I read about how you know what what are we doing? And and when we were talking about coming back on Sunday and 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 how, who's going to be able to come, and who's, how are they going to respond, how are people are going to come in and worship, and we were, you know, it's been two months, and we know, we pray that they've been worshiping at home, and they've been, you know, all that, but what's going to happen when we come in? of course. For those of you who weren't here at 9.30, at 9.15, there were people standing and praising and worshiping God, and we just started. In fact, we threw up our live stream before 10 because the presence and the power of the Lord was happening. But I I was wondering because, you know, whenever the children of Israel finally did end up in captivity in Babylon and they went down there to Babylon, there's a a psalm that was written written by Asaph that talks about that time, Psalms 137 nine short verses in this psalm and I'm gonna just spend a few moments on it but I I, I wanted to show you this song because it's not one that you can easily preach on and it's not one that that you can talk about and it sounds kind of sad but here it is, by the rivers of Babylon there we sat down and yea we wept oh it was sad. When we remembered Zion. Now my wife preached about Zion this past Wednesday. If you didn't hear it, log on to YouTube or whatever and, and watch it. Amen. Great message. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But this psalm says, By the rivers of Babylon we sat down, yea, we wept, when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps on the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem who said, raise it, raise it even to the foundation thereof, O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed. Happy shall be he that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall be he, shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. Oh! You read that and it's a song building to revenge and vengeance and anger and frustration and angst, if you will. And yet the Lord had this song in the midst of, from Psalms 135 to Psalms 115, 150 to the end are the most praising songs there are in the Bible. Praise ye the Lord in this, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord. And then he puts this song when Psalms 137. And this song ends with saying, God, don't forget those that like Edom and Judge and Babylon, who destroyed our city, destroy their children. Oh God. Just wipe them out. And I know that doesn't sound very Christian for us, but that's how you get to feeling when you're being stressed out. When you've you've reached the end of your rope, if you will. Here they had come. They had been captured. They had been taken. Their cities burned. Their families killed family members destroyed and they brought to to Babylon and they came in in Babylon and then somebody has to do the last straw and say oh sing us a song you're from Zion sing us a song make us happy right now we want to be happy we don't want to be sad and These are the very people that got us captive. Oh, God, they didn't notice. He didn't even say destroy the Babylonians, but it was get Edom and get those from Babylon second. Just not only Babylon, but Edom. And so he says here in this powerful song, it ends with that, but yet there are several prophets in the Old Testament, for those of you who are Bible scholars, That remember, the entire book of Obadiah is a prophecy about the destruction of Edom because of what they did. You can read it in Isaiah. You can read it in Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Joel, Amos. All prophesied the end of Babylon and the end of Edom and what God was going to do to them. So although I don't like that, I don't like the last three or four verses. I I know uh, from verse 7, verse 8, and verse 9, you know, it just sounds like vengeance and anger and stress what I think produced that within the children of Israel what produced that feeling is number what happened in verses 1 through 6 in other words you know what if you don't know how to make it through from verses 1 through 6 differently than everybody else you're going to end up in 7, 8 and 9 full of anger and frustration and rage somebody's going to be too close to you in the checkout line and somebody's not going to have a mask on and somebody's going to touch the watermelon that you wanted to touch and you just saw them cough and they sneezed and And you're going to find yourself saying God get (laughs) them not us Huh? But you know why they reached that point in their attitude? Is because they went to the rivers of Babylon and they sat down and they cried. And they started thinking back to the way things were and hang their harps on the willows in the midst thereof. Oh, what are you saying? I'm saying that whatever it takes, do not let the enemy steal your praise in this hour. I don't care how bad Babylon is. I don't care what anybody else is doing. We ought to have a praise from the Lord. This is no time to find a willow tree and hang my harp on a willow tree. You know, willow trees, I don't even know if Babylon has them, but they have those long branches that are drooped down. And you know, when you just find yourself sitting down and crying and bemoaning and remembering, and I remember when we didn't have to to have rows taped off and I remember where people could just come in shake hands and hug necks and I, I remember how we didn't have we, you know we could have people we didn't have to say five to ten at a time praying and we didn't have to say worship in your pew and I remember and, and it's sad and I don't know how we're going to do or we can say you know what we're going to praise the Lord anyway we're going to believe God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost from the front all the way to the back We're not going to put our harps on a willow tree. We're not, oh yes, I wish we could all immediately snap our fingers and go back to the way it was, but I don't know God knows what he's doing and he's doing something awesome and we're not going to allow the enemy to steal my praise. Oh, he says, he said, when we hanged our harps and we wept, And we didn't like it when they said, sing us a song, you know, and there's always somebody that's saying, well, I thought you was a Christian. You know, not, I thought you, yeah, and look how you're acting, sing us a song, would you? Yeah, come on. And, oh man, oh God, remember Edom. (laughs) Huh? Huh? But if I haven't been praising, you know, my harp's on a willow tree. And you say, well, I'm not doing this for them. No, I'm not either. But then that's when he realized, you know what? This is singular. This is individual. He said, if I forget, thee, O Jerusalem. Let my right, if I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. What are you saying? I, here's what I'm telling you. And I, I, I what you, you, I know we, I don't know whether baseball's coming back or football or professional or, or OSU or college or classes or school's gonna start. But you know what? I still know that God's riding this storm. He's got it all under control. He's getting the people ready. He's going to fill people from the east to the west, from the north to the south. We're putting stuff online. I'm telling you, God still knows what he's doing. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, if we're not careful, we'll respond like the children of Israel will feel overwhelmed at the loss of the way things were. Feel dejected. Feel, you know, about the way that things are happening. Feel remorseful. And those are spirits that can get in. You know, I don't even know why I did that. Why did I, why did I get married? Why did I have that job? Why did I, huh? I should have never. And we can just go through. Line up the remorse and it can eat away at my praise. The remembrance of what I used to have can become so overwhelming like the children of Israel that I refuse to sing a song in the land of captivity. (laughs) Well, they might have been making fun of them. And I know they had all suffered the loss of family and friends and houses and finances. But individually, you have to remind yourself about Zion. You have to remind yourself about the presence of the Lord. And I know individually we've been at home and we haven't been together corporately, but we have to sing the songs of the redeemed. You have to say, I remember, Lord, when you brought me out of the miry clay. I remember when you set my feet on a rock to stay. I can't forget what you've done for me, Lord. I can't forget how you set me free, Lord. You see, the more I feel remorseful, and the more I feel overwhelmed, and I think, and I, I, and they were remembering something bad. They were remembering something good. You can remember. Oh, I remember when I was young and I was strong. I used to be able to run a hundred miles, and I, I just don't feel like even walking over to the refrigerator now. And, <laughs> huh? If you're not careful, you can remember yourself into being overwhelmed and feeling like, I don't know what to do now. And you can say, well, I remember before I had this pain, and I remember before I, or you know what I can say? I remember one day the Lord brought me out and I still feel his presence. I may not be able to run around the church 10 laps, but I can, I can raise my hands and I can praise the Lord. I may not be able to shake everybody, but I want to tell you, our God's been so good to me. I cannot tell it all. I have to praise him. I have to worship him. I have to magnify him. Now what's amazing about all of this, the Lord had prophesied to them, Jeremiah the 29th chapter, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. He told them, he said, build houses, dwell in them, plant gardens, eat the fruit, get a wife, have sons, daughters, get wives for your sons and your daughters, give them to husbands, let them have kids. They were going to be there 70 years. He said that you may be increased there. And seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives. And pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof you shall have peace. The Lord had told them, you're going into captivity, but I want you to infect everybody around you. You see, I don't like this, but we started putting stuff online. And, and in fact, I know the United Pentecostal Church this coming Sunday is going to be having a live crusade broadcast for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And uh, uh, that's going to be happening, I think, at 11 o'clock Eastern time and 7 o'clock Eastern time. And it, it, more and more people are watching online and logging on. I don't know why the Lord did this to us all but one thing I do know is I want the Lord to infect this planet one last time and pour out his spirit one last time before he comes down and judges Edom and before he judges Babylon I want there to be a great outpouring of the gift of the Holy Ghost I want peace the Prince of Peace to fill people with the Holy Ghost don't let this get us down you say Lord I'm gonna take my heart and I'm going to play. I'm going to sing. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to magnify. I'm going to worship you. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 And I realize, I, I know, I get it. We've all been part of the Babylon system. We still have debts. We still have bills. We have families. We have problems. Marriages, gardens, houses. have to pay bills, pay rent I get it, we got all of that we're in Babylon we're here It's not, I wish we could live at church but we can't, we live in Babylon but we're supposed to be infecting Babylon <laughs> in the midst of all of this you can never forget Zion what do you mean, I, I, I gotta remember this world is not my home I'm just passing through my treasures laid up <laughs> somewhere beyond the blue I don't know the angels beckoned me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked what are you saying that doesn't mean we're better than anyone else living in Babylon that doesn't mean that we have more than anybody else living in Babylon we just realize we've been forgiven and because we're forgive it. Our world is not here. Our world is the glory world. And I don't know what's going to happen to the economy here but one thing I do know, one day I'm going to walk down a street of gold through a gate of pearl everything that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. And I know, you say, well you, you you get COVID, you're bad. They got COVID, they bad. That county's bad. You can't do that. In fact, Jesus, he settled all of that in the New Testament. In Luke, he told them, people came to him and they were asking about, you know, who's bad and who's sin, this man, this man, his parents. And finally, the Lord, one time in his teaching in Luke, the 13th chapter said, there were some that came up to him and said, Pilate killed some of the Galileans and mingled their blood with the sacrifices. Pilate sent his soldiers out and killed people. That's terrible. That's enough to make you want to sit down and cry. I mean, I don't don't think we're at anarchy yet. Everybody needs to buy a gun, but, you know, when you read some of the reports and you hear some of the things and people asking, well, where are you going on vacation? Now, you tell me. Everybody's going to have to have a chip to find out if they've been vaccinated. Uh, all right. I don't like those things. You know, the old American red, white, and blue stands up when I feel that. Yet, here they were. Romans could just go into town and kill Galileans and sacrifice them. You know what? What could you do? That's sad. That's sad. I hope we never... Read. Oh, they must have been bad sinners. So the Lord asked him, he said, well, those that the Romans killed, do you think they were sinners above all the other Galileans? He goes, no, they weren't. He said, what about those that were watching them build a tower and all of a sudden the tower fell over on them? Do you think that made them worse? But do you know what he said? Read very carefully. He said, no. Jesus said, I tell you, No but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Then he talked about the Galileans building the tower and falls over and kills some. And again, he says the same phrase. No, they weren't sinners above everybody else, but except you repent. You see, what separates us from everybody else is that we know how to keep repenting and saying, Lord, forgive us, wash us, cleanse us. If COVID takes me home tomorrow, I realize that you're in control. It's not, I'm not dying out of the disease. Somehow you've chosen. If I do my best, you've chosen to take me. What are you saying? Except we repent. Except we repent and I know that's part of what we read on the day of Pentecost you know repent of your sins Acts 2.37 and 38 and 39 what shall we do men and brethren repent be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord and I love those verses I love verses 1 through 8 in Acts where it reads about on the day of Pentecost was fully come and they were all in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. I love that. And yet there's some great verses where Simon begins to preach in the middle of all that chapter where they come walking down, dancing and shouting and rejoicing out into the streets. And people say they're drunk and Simon begins to preach. And of course it pricks them in their heart. They ask, what do we do? Repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name. That's why we're fixing to baptize Jared in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Holy Ghost and that's a promise that is unto you and to your children and all those that are afar off. What do you say? It's a promise that you can have today to fight the spirits that will try to overwhelm you and the spirits of anxiety and fear and the things that will try to come against you. I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is stronger than all of those other spirits. And yet here's what it said in Acts the second chapter. He was quoting David's psalm in the Old Testament, Psalm 16. And he said it like this. Acts, for David speaketh, Acts 2, 25 through 28, concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. I saw the Lord always before my face. He is on my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, did my heart, what? In the midst of this virus and in the midst of all this pandemic and everything that's going on, you have got to keep yourself eyes centered on Jesus the author and the finisher of my faith. If you watch all the news, if you follow all the reports, you will be so overwhelmed by the end of the day. You will feel like hanging your harp on a willow, sad, sitting down. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when I'll see my family. I don't know when we're going to have a family reunion. I don't know when the fair's going to come back to Ohio. I don't know if we're going to have a. I don't, Oh, no but I know the Lord is still in control. He is up and whenever I get a vision of who He is, my heart rejoices and my tongue is glad. In the Spanish version of that verse it looks a word, it says, my tongue dances. I don't know, sounds like the Holy Ghost to me when your tongue starts dancing. (laughs) <laughs> moreover also my flesh is going to rest in hope the peace of god there because my he will not leave my soul in hell neither neither will he suffer your holy one to see corruption thou hast made known unto me the ways of life thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance what do you say i'm here to tell you i want you to know i desire Our desire desire is to see Zion. Our desire is to see Jesus. Our desire is to get a visual image of Him in my mind. Oh Lord, I want to see you. (laughs) The Bible says, They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. You have to want to see Jesus if you can see Him in this hour you will see so much other stuff, you'll be overwhelmed. What are you saying? I have faith that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is going to raise people from the dead today. And you, What are you saying, Pastor? I'm here to tell you that if you don't have the Holy Ghost today, you can leave here with the Holy Ghost.